Hey, I'm Josh and this is my dad, Peter. Hello. This is a podcast about parenting and our relationship, um, but we're us, so uh, we're sure to get distracted and go the long way around any question. This is The Long Answer. Um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm only. Just, I didn't notice in the panic that you've shaved all your face fuzz off. What happened? Yeah, yeah. You're going bored. through something. I, I got bored. <laughs> I was just looking too much like somebody's grandfather, stroke Father Christmas, because it was very grey and tatty and big. <laughs> Whilst okay. In the old days, you used to be able to go to a barber and get it tidied up. You can't even go and get your hair cut now. Never mind your beard trimmed, because that's illegal. Well, no, but you can do it yourself, and it's can you not trim it yourself, or do you just have to go all or nothing? No, I'm dyslexic. I end up with one side longer than t'other, and all over the place. I don't think that's what dyslexic is. <laughs> it's dyspraxia. Then that's that's the excuse I was looking for. I am both. I think dyslexic says you can't spell beard. No, no, no. That's the dyslexia. The dyspraxia with coordination. You're absolutely nailing this intro. Are you all right, Al? Yeah, I'm just sat in the back. Like, what is going on? I hope this isn't the intro. Yeah. It's it's been right. This is weird for me because it's been so long since we've we've done this, and it's weird because it's the last one probably we don't know what's gonna happen it, it it might be that this uh people really like like this and we we can do more in another format or the same format down the line but as we plan right now this is the end of the mini series you've had a lot um and i'm gonna miss it i'll be honest i know it's only been like eight recordings but i've really well 10 if you include the two times we've <laughs> lost everything <laughs> <laughs> but i'm gonna miss it i've really enjoyed this Good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been an interesting exercise and it's very weird. Uh, I've only in one other setting been recorded speaking and it's very interesting listening to how you sound and the sorts of things you say. Because um, whereas normal people think about what they're going to say and say it, I don't know what I'm going to say until I'm saying it. <laughs> And it's literally as it comes out of my mouth. That's the first time I've thought about it. Um, and some like start a sentence and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, sort of wing it a bit. Um, <laughs> which is why I'm a bit of a rebel rouser because sometimes I say the things that other people are clever clever enough to edit out, and uh, I don't have that filter. Um, so that's why you've got me. Yeah, pretty much. I am that filter, or I can just be meme and just leave it all in, or emphasize it, just keep it on a loop. I think my career's pretty much over anyway. I shouldn't worry about it too much. I suppose you're going to go out swinging to say whatever you like. Absolutely. It doesn't matter anymore. Absolutely. So my understanding of what we're mm. supposed to be doing today, but it is only mine from what I remember you saying, Yeah. Um, was you were going to ask me questions, the pair of you, and I was going to ask you any questions, and I was also going to do something about dad jokes, which, yeah, we've got some uh, some dad jokes. I've I've asked everybody to 
difficult. And I, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing the research for that bit. Okay. <laughs> I've just been up really late at night on TikTok okay. trying to remember the best ones. Um, I've actually had like a note, a little notebook. I've been writing down my favorites okay. um, and workshopping them with the with the Discord server I'm in. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> it's really important to me. It's always um, but yeah. you get to the end of a sentence and I have no idea what you've just said. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Discord is I, I, what, is it a social media? It's sort of like a platform where you can create your own servers with different people in and you're there for different things. You know, I play that Among Us game where you're space people and one of you is a liar and trying yeah. to kill the rest while you're... Okay, We're, I'm on a Discord server where it's all just people that like playing that. So you've got somewhere you can always go, anyone up for a game, that sort of thing. So I've just been testing the jokes out on them. Okay. Um, but no, this I, I don't know how well this is going to go because usually we come in and like uh, before we started recording, I went through like basic episode structures with producer Al and figured out what we're going to do. I have nothing. I have very little for, for this one um, because I didn't think we were going to get through um, the chronolog- chronology of, is that the word? Like the timeline mm. of your parenting journey this quickly. So I thought it would be nice um, if Alice has any questions that have been brought up through this podcast for either of us to feel free to ask. And for you, Dad, because largely it's been me asking you and talking to you about your experiences have you got any questions that you've thought about and wanted to ask me through this process yep i have okay are we doing those before dad jokes or after dad jokes well i tell you what have we all got a have we all got a few i've got three but they have to run in successive (laughs) because they're connected right okay um I've just thought of an, an extra one that I can tell out later. All right, then. Uh, we'll hear your dad jokes first, and then we'll do some more from myself and Al uh, later, if you want. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay here's. So um, my favourite dad jokes are just really, really long oh, and geez. give you all sorts of detail and take you along a long, rambling story for no particular joy at the end. And they're great, and I love them. And uh, that's that's probably the most common form of dad joke. The other most common form is responsive humour. So it's it's when you drop all your filters, basically, and somebody mm-hmm. says something in a conversation and you accidentally say something that's true and everybody laughs and it's a really nervous moment because um, everybody's trying to work out whether it was actually funny or whether it was just funny that you'd said something so inappropriate. Um, and it's, uh, it's that, so those, those are the two main forms, I think, of, of, of dad humour, other than normal joke humour. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, here's... An example, which I'm sure you'll love. Um, I know you're into animal rights, so I've got an animal rights joke in here. Um, I know you're a vegan, so I've got one that you'll find completely offensive. And um, I've, I've got another one, which is a deep, profound faith joke, which I'm sure you'll love. Um, so here we go. So... There's this lady, and she works as a librarian, Mm. and she loves the job. She takes it really seriously, and she loves books. She's not been there long, um, and she's noticing stuff going on all around the library. And it's one day as she's noticing stuff in the library, 
chicken walks into the library. Mm-hmm. And she watches this chicken closely because she's so shocked by it coming into the library. She doesn't quite know how to respond. And the chicken goes all the way into the bookshelves and picks up a book in its beak and then walks to the counter and puts the book on the counter and very politely says to the librarian, Buck! 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 So she stamps the book and gives it to the chicken and a chicken walks off. Well, she's never heard of anything like this. And she talks to her colleagues and they say, no, we've not heard of this before. Um, are you sure Sure, it was a chicken? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a chicken. Um, the next day, the very next day, the chicken walks in again to the library, puts the book on the counter, walks into the library, picks up another book in its beak, comes to the counter and really nicely says to the librarian, and she gets the stamp and she stamps it and she gives the book to the chicken and off goes the chicken. Well, she tells her friends and they just think this is mad. And she, well, you, you've got to work out what's going on here. Um, and she says, right, well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll try and find out where this chicken's going. So believe it or not, <laughs> the very next day, in walks the chicken, puts the book on the counter walks into the library, picks another book out, and after a while comes to the counter, puts the book on the counter, and really politely says to the librarian, so the librarian stamps the book, gives it to the chicken, and a chicken walks out. The librarian quickly arranges cover for herself. She then follows the chicken, and as she's coming out the library, she sees the chicken going up the street, so she follows the chicken. And it walks all along the street until it gets to a bus stop. She hangs back a little bit, but watches as a a number two bus pulls up at the stop. And the chicken gets on. Because it's so small, the driver doesn't even notice the chicken, but waits for her to get on the bus. So on gets the librarian. And she goes and sits down. This chicken's just stood on the bus with this book. Eventually, they get out of the city and into a green area. And all of a sudden, the chicken gets up. But the bus driver doesn't even notice the chicken because the chicken's too small. But because the librarian gets up to see where the chicken's going, he stops the bus and the chicken gets off the bus. So she gets off the bus. And the, the chicken walks into a park, a great big long park, And at the other end of the park, there's a lovely nature area. I told you, it's all about animals. It's lovely. And it's a lovely nature area. And in the nature area, there's really long grass. And a chicken walks into the long grass. Well, a librarian thinks, I better keep up because I'm not going to see where it's going. So she goes into the long long grass and through walks the chicken. And there is an edge of a great big pond with huge, beautiful white and pink lily blossoms and lots of lily pads. And she watches the chicken. And the chicken takes this book and it leaps onto one of the pads, one of the lily pads. Then it leaps again 
onto another one and to another one. And when he looks, he can see in the distance this great big bullfrog sat in the middle of the pond. And she can tell that's the way it's going. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Sorry. Four minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get that. There may be some people who haven't worked this out yet. And no, All right, go on, carry on. You. So um, <laughs> she watches as the chicken gets closer and the chicken hands the book to the great big bullfrog in the middle of the pond and says very politely to the frog. <laughs> and the frog looks at the book and says to the chicken also very politely, Read it, read it, read it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is. I, I knew in the library I'd heard this joke before because right. you've definitely told that one to me before, but it was years ago. And I was like, I have to figure out where the hell this is going. As soon as it was the lily pads, I was like, Yeah, that's bastard. the bit that got me. <laughs> that's, this is such a. I forgot how long your jokes are. Yeah, that is. I mean, it, it's, it's that was one to... of three. It, you, you were all concentrating and thinking about it, so that's that's it's achieved its aim. <laughs> Any argument that was going on before that joke has now gone away, and you're all thinking what a loser your dad is, and that's great because that's taken away any kind of anger about anything else that's in the room. Um, and I've I've got there, so that's good. So the next one um, is much much shorter. Oh, thank God! <laughs> it is, it is uh, a little bit sad especially if you're a vegan, so I'm sorry about that. So um, the important thing I didn't tell you about the last joke, and this is another thing about humour, is the way you listen to comedians. They go back to a previous joke instead of just going on forward. Yeah, they often don't explain that while they're doing it, though. No, but you see, we're talking about it rather than actually doing it, and the important thing to say is at least now you know why the chicken crossed the road. Anyway, um, moving on. Mm. So yes, please. <laughs> this one's about uh, a situation I found myself in. I was walking uh, along some cliff edges. It was beautiful and you can see the sea and it's, it's just a wonderful sound as you're going along. But as I was walking along, I saw this bloke and he'd got his arms full. One arm, he'd got a parrot, right? And the other mm. arm, he'd got a gun. And I thought, what's going on here? What's what's he doing? Anyway, he, when I looked closely, the parrot he'd got had only got one wing. Anyway, he got this parrot, and right at the edge of the cliff, he threw it as high as he could in the air. And, of course, the parrot started to try and flap and couldn't properly because it only got one wing. It was very sad. So he got his gun and he shot it. And I was a bit upset and I couldn't understand what was going on. I says, mate, what do you think you're doing? He says, and you haven't ever seen anybody do free fall parrot shooting. Anyway, <laughs> free fall parrot. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and because you mentioned my best friend's name. I'm, I'm immediately regretting this whole, this whole yeah. idea. <laughs> But I mean, you've put up with these these dad jokes for years, and the thing is, you still asked me to talk about them. So there you go. 
Mm-hmm. So the last one's really religious because, again, there's Cliff in it. And anything about Cliff's got to be religious, isn't it? So, um, so again, there's somebody walking along a cliff. And have you ever done any walking along cliffs? It's a bit scary when you get close to the edge because you can see where other bits of the cliff have fallen at some point. And this mm-hmm. person was walking along the cliff and all of a sudden the ground gave way. And he tried really hard to grab hold of something and all he could get hold of was these roots sticking out the edge of the cliff. And he's hanging on for dear life to these roots sticking out the edge of the cliff. And he thinks, well, if ever there was a time to find out whether there's a God or not, this is it. And he calls out from the heart, if you're there, God, save me. And he hears a voice, a gentle voice, a deep voice, saying to him, trust me and let go of the roots. And the man said, no. Is there anyone else up there? (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. So that's it. There's my dad jokes. But... Jesus <laughs> works. Sorry about that. He probably would, that's... actually, if he'd have heard them. Yeah. yeah, that was a whole adventure. It was, wasn't it? Um, well, <laughs> I mean, moving as swiftly away as for the mo- those jokes as possible. <laughs> Let's, I mean, it doesn't matter if you don't, because it's not, not a massive problem. But Alice, have you got anything that you, that's brought up in this podcast that you wanted to share or ask at all or anything? Um, yeah, I do have a couple of questions, but I don't know whether that would be maybe best kept until the end. Jeez, okay. Um, no, it's nothing bad, but I just feel like the questions almost sum up all the whole season. Um, okay, so no, all right. I would like trust you. Might be, yeah. So the way I kind of visioned this episode, because obviously it's, it's very much centred around parenting, and mm-hmm. um, but... It's it's almost been like both of you getting to know each other again. And I remember when we yeah. first spoke about the idea for the long answer, um, we kind of said it's not even just about parenting, it's about your relationship together. So that's why I feel like maybe now it might be nice to hear Peter's questions and anything that he has for you, Josh. Okay. Because I'm, I'm up for that. it is, it's been so, it's always been you asking your dad, you know, <laughs> this and that, and it's been very, very direct, but there's not been much maybe on the other side. Okay. I am nervous about this, but yeah, I'm you should be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be deliberately provocative, but I do want <laughs> to ask some questions, and they are real questions. Okay. Um, and I'm asking him because I want to know, not because I want to get at you. Okay. okay? And that's the problem. Um, when you've got a relationship with someone, um, quite often you avoid asking the truly difficult questions because you don't want to spoil the relationship. Mm. Um, and you want the other person to know that they are loved regardless of what they think on any particular subject or any way of life. So, um, when you first talked to me about doing these, mm-hmm. you mentioned the fact that you'd had people talking to you about um, being a parent 
and yeah. when were you going to settle down and grow up? And then you talked about being a father. That's all you've never you've never talked about parents to me. You've always related it to father. And I found that fascinating mm-hmm. um, as part of the whole discussion about gender, mm-hmm. agenda, the agenda of gender. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, I think there have been times in our married life that me and my wife have played different roles in a relationship with you kids. Mm-hmm. But I think for the last 10 years, at least um we've been properly co-parenting and working together and um there's not been a good guy and a bad guy there's just been two parents trying to make sure people don't kill each other and that everybody's got everything they need yeah um i was wondering because you used the word father when you were coercing me into this idea and <laughs> suggesting it was such a good idea you, you yeah. used the hook father or dad mm-hmm. um, and I think I'd like to ask some questions around what you think the difference is between a father and a parent and in some of the messages you've sent to me you've been open about yourself and talking about um where you're at with life and everything mm-hmm. and you've talked about uh, femme days mm-hmm. and i can't remember what you called the other days mask days mask days okay well just funny because even I, even on masculine days i'm not exactly the the epitome of masculinity <laughs> see the thing is i'm quite a masculine male as some people would see me okay but i don't see myself as a masculine male i see myself as quite in touch with my emotions um yeah. i talk honestly and openly in all sorts of contexts all the stereotypes of what um gender is I think they're all lies anyway. They're generalizations. And yeah. I actually find the idea of you having um, femme days and mask days as it's almost sexist. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Well, it is because it's, it's stating what those two things are and they're not. Here's the thing for that, because I feel like there's about five different questions in there. Um, Sorry, with I've the whole, ten. you've got time. <laughs> with the whole mask femme day, just for some context for listeners as well, because not everybody that listens will know us. Um, during the, I mean, it's been twenty years, sort of mulling over in my mind. But it's it's between the start and the end of this podcast mini series, in which I have um, decided to publicly come out as gender fluid. Um, in this process, so you'll hear at the beginning there's lots of he hymns and then towards the end it changes to they them it's just because that's what's happened during the recordings of this which is why i imagine this is sort of fresh on the brain and lots of questions milling around when it comes to femme mask days um they're literally just um oh, it's really it's really difficult to explain um because it's not always just a day at a time. Sometimes the, the the nature of the fluidity can be quite confusing, even for me, because it can be an hour or weeks at a time where I 
it just feels different. They, those things feel different to me. Um, and I think the, the, the only way I can get close to trying to explain it to someone that hasn't dealt with it at all is through like the body dysmorphia, um, which is not a gender specific thing. People deal with that with size and height and all sorts. Um, but that's one of the biggest ways in, um, ways in which it manifests itself, if that makes sense. Um, so the mask femme thing is just a really easy way to categorize for the outside world what I'm feeling inside at, at that particular moment. Um, so it's just easier to understand where I'm at because on a femme day I'm going to struggle more with how I see myself because I've got a, a deep man voice which can be really really difficult to process for myself um, on those periods of times um, I've never really tried to, to explain any of this out loud it's quite difficult to to explain um And I don't really know if I'm making any <laughs> any sense at all. Am I even getting close? I'm understanding what you're saying. Um, okay. Um, think... You touched on the idea of gender being a construct as well, and to a certain extent it is. There are... Um, when, it, when we're talking about sex, not gender, in terms of male, female, um, and I'm just categorising that just for the purpose of this conversation as people born with certain parts and stuff. Um, generally speaking, there tends to be differences in the way brains work, the ways body grow, bodies grow. Um, cisgender men and women are different. They they just they process things differently. They um, grow differently. They have different strengths and weaknesses. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, uh, but the the idea of masculinity and femininity, it's we're, we're getting to a stage now in 2021 where we're less bothered about defining and and people sticking to the boxes um, and people getting trapped by toxic masculinity or using seeing femininity as a weakness, which is one of the reasons why women wear trousers and it's not a problem and men wear skirts and people freak out because skirts are seen as feminine and femininity is seen as weakness and because uh, 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 society, Western society, values masculinity above all else, um, and that's not to say that I'm jumping on the train that masculinity is evil or all toxic and wrong, because that's not fair and it's not true. We need masculinity in society for it to function, but it's 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 about disassociating those with just strength and weakness, masculine and feminine. Like it's not the same thing. I think is part of it. Um, on the father thing, um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I deliberately used the word father when talking about this podcast because I feel like sometimes in the last few years, you ha you end up having to speak for mum in a lot of things with, with mum's dementia and the situation she's in. And you end up speaking for her all the time. And I wanted you to feel comfortable just being Peter. And I see as my dad, my father, not just my parent, you're my dad. Um, and that has meant different things growing up. And like you say, you have more co-parents now, but they were very different roles in the beginning. 
Um, and I wanted you to be comfortable talking for yourself and not having to think about anyone else. Do you understand why they were different roles? Not entirely, to be honest. I mean, let me try and explain really, really simply. Okay. We've talked on this um, podcast and, and different episodes about the golden rules. Yeah. One of the golden rules was listen to your daddy, do what mommy says. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would that be a rule? Why not just do what your parents say? Why not just listen to your parents? Is it because mum was there? Yeah. She's the one who had to get you to school. She's the one who had to get you food. She's the one who had to get you in a bath. She's the one who had to get your teeth done. Um, She's the one with a list of jobs every time you leave the house to go anywhere. Um, And you've not told her that you're supposed to be dressing up as a dinosaur or something at school. And and she has to react to that all of a sudden. Um, She's the one. You have to listen to You have to do as you're told by her because she hasn't got time Mm -hmm. to explain it. You need yeah. to just do as you're told. Because actually, when you're crossing the road, you don't require an explanation as to why your mum says don't run ahead. You just yeah. need to not run ahead. Because mums don't go round saying you can get run over and killed and frighten the living daylights out of every driver on the roads. It's too long an explanation because by the time you got to the end of that sentence, you're already splat in the middle of the road. So no needs yeah. to mean no immediately. So do what mummy says, but listen to your daddy, because actually I make sense occasionally too. I mean, as you can tell from these podcasts, not always, um, and very rarely sometimes. But um, I, you know, it's worth listening and taking what I have to say seriously. But in those days when you had those golden rules, it was because your mum was at home all day with you, and I was out at work. And we can have a discussion about something because it's nearly bedtime by the time we're having a discussion because I went out to work at six, seven o'clock in the morning. You hardly ever saw me in the morning. Uh, I'd be out at work. Um, and then I'd come home from work um, about tea time, uh, all ready for bath stories and bed and all that sort of business. So by that time, there's time just to talk about a few things. There's time for space to have a conversation and you could just as easily do it with your mum but your mum's there all day and I just got that sometimes I would have only spent an hour with you in a day mm-hmm. um, so it was important to me that you knew it was important to listen and to have conversations with us okay, okay. that that is part of our understanding of why we got to the gender differences that weren't anything to do with gender. They were due to the practicality of me working full-time and your mum being the stay-at-home mum Yeah, for most of your life. Um, and I think that's where the stereotypes come from. Um, if you go back far enough in history, um, the most common form of death for a woman was in childbirth. Far more mm. women died of childbirth than diseases or age or anything else. The, the, the most common form of death for women was childbirth. Um, actually, there are very few men who have died from that. Um, and the reality is, if 
If that's the case, if that's the reality of you when you're living in a, a country without a healthcare system, without all sorts of things to help you through these things, if one person dies and the other person's busy looking after sheep or doing their business or whatever it is that the, the, the man's role is in that particular context, then you'd need another mum to look after the children, to feed them, to make sure... It could have been a man, but the men were out doing shepherding and beating off lions and stuff like that. In actual fact, they're actually discovering more women now went out on those hunts than we sort of know about from history. Um, there's not many cave paintings with, with women in, but there, there is evidence that the women went out occasionally, especially when they were hunting for big things like mammoths and stuff like that, because it was teamwork. It, it, it wasn't a person hunting. It was a team hunting. Um, but but the most common experience even back then was that the man would be the hunter-gatherer um, and the, the woman would be at home looking after the children, um, processing the dead animals that had been killed days before, skinning them, making clothes, all those sort of things. It's got nothing to do with gender. It's to do with childbirth. It's to do with nature. Um, and throughout history that has been used as a tool to keep some women in what was considered their expected place. Mm -hmm. Bizarrely, throughout history, there have been women without children. And, <laughs> that, you know, if there are women without children, then they can do all those things. They can be the hunter-gatherer. They can be the person that goes out and earns the wage and, and all that. So, so the world has changed um, but like I say, back in the day, it was you had children or you died, and that was pretty much it. There's a lot more choices available now. We need to think more about how we assign roles. The idea of two people coming home from work and one of them doing housework and cooking and the other one sitting down and watching the telly is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah, it's not fair. Um, and uh, should never have been acceptable. Um, uh, it's so it's it's finding ways of balancing that workload, isn't it? And and making mm -hmm. sure that everybody has a fair crack at relaxation and thought and time to explore the world and all that sort of business. So, um, and whilst that is sort of a gender issue because it involves genders, it's sort of not. It's actually a human rights issue. It's a it's a fairness issue. Um, so whichever way it was round. That's that's where you need to find the balance so that both people are getting a fair crack of the whip. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there we go. Okay. Any more questions? Um. <laughs> yeah, but it's worse. <laughs> and oh, I'm God. trying not to make it worse. <laughs> well, well, we've we've done sexism in cavemen, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're allowed to disagree with anything I say, by the way. Um, uh, that's fine. Yeah, I am right. <laughs> um stand up a second <laughs> stand up a second why spin around it's cute right i love it thank you okay and i'm glad you do and that's nice and it's a very nice skirt the thing that concerns me or or makes me question is why what's that got to do with gender 
nothing and that's part of exactly. what the movement's about it's part of but right okay this is the thing like my style is not completely tied to my gender identity right but Except the biggest hard in, hardest people in scotland walk around with skirts on yeah and there are large chunks of humanity where the men don't wear trousers they wear long garments yeah that's what i'm saying like it's not necessarily tied tied to gender and that's why i'm it's but it is go t- of that. how is it how is it well, society ties it society ties it to gender but only as long as you let it but you, you start do changing too, that norm. otherwise otherwise why would you only have just started dressing like that because i was scared of bullying okay because I, I i had the shit kicked out of me in school yeah. on more than one occasion were you wearing a skirt at the time no but this is the thing like why would i want to give them another reason yeah uh, they Plus, don't need also, reason. They're idiots. That's that's well, yeah. But in school, know. you don't know that you're in survival mode. Um, yeah. Plus, bear in mind, like it's taken me twenty, I would say twenty five years to get to the stage where I feel I know who I am and how I identify, and then another three years or two or three years after that to be comfortable with telling, you know, the majority of people I know. Obviously, there was a select few that knew a little bit before to help process and stuff but it's a big thing to try and process when societal norms are so there and in your face all the time um and you have people like me being murdered in the streets specifically because of that part of their identity that's a scary thing to go up against it's like a the risk benefit with the benefit of actually just being happy but you see I don't think any of that's got anything to do with gender. I think it's to do with a society where people will find the difference. Um, yeah. Last week, another black child was beaten to death or you know, murdered in the streets in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of his gender. No. It's because somebody decided that he was a target. And people are doing that all the time. And it, it doesn't matter whether it's to do with the way you dress or the way you look or the way you speak or your colour or your religion or whatever. People will find some difference. And if they're stupid and ignorant like they are, they will do bad things to you and say bad things to you. And when we talk about people being animals, I don't think we are animals. I think that there's, we're more than just animals. We are an animal, but we're mm-hmm. more than just animals. But some people are allowing themselves to behave as though we haven't refined society, that we haven't thought about what's right and wrong, that we haven't decided that it's unacceptable to kill somebody just because you don't like them. Um or even just call them names or treat them and, and isolate them to one side. None of that's acceptable. It hasn't been acceptable for years, but it still goes on. Because people aren't challenged enough about the way they behave towards other people. And quite a lot of these people who are doing the bullying, um, are doing the harming, are usually insecure people, and this is their way of feeling secure. Yeah by getting people to belong to their group and to see that their group is right and that others aren't and they're the ones and they belong together and gangs and um, group stuff, the things that go on on social media where people gang up on people, speak complete ignorance without challenge um, 
And I just, the modern society has forgotten, do to others what you would have done to you. Mm -hmm. And we need to tell that story. I think I just got to the stage where it was just, it was more important for me to be real and be happy with myself. And you get to a certain age, and I think if you're lucky enough to be confident enough in yourself, you just go, well, people are going to find a fucking reason to hate me anyway, so why not just do what I want to do? And they can hate me if they want, but that's fine. I just don't have to deal with it. And I think it just got to that stage where it was a problem. And you know what? For the, I mean, there's been one or two people that have made their discomfort clear or have tried to hide it, but it's blatantly been obvious that they're confused and don't get it and don't like it or whatever and it's confused but the massive majority of it has either been eh, whatever or oh my god you look hella cute today or just like massive support and it's it's not been a problem not to say that it never will be a problem but like i'm not worried about it i've got like an army of friends that defend me so <laughs> not that i'd need it so what you're talking about is more self-awareness and self-confidence. Mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do with gender. Yeah, but I've, you've talked about race for a second. It's got nothing to do with gender. I don't understand your question. If, if gender is meaningless, why do you bother calling yourself a man, a husband and a dad? Well, I very rarely do. As opposed <laughs> so, to a person yeah. and a spouse and a parent. Well, it's more natural language. It's it's the way we've come used to talking and we've been talking like it for hundreds of years. Um, it's not that there haven't ever been others. I've taught you before that the Bible talks about eunuchs, people who were mm -hmm. born eunuchs and people who are made eunuchs during a lifetime. That's 4,000 plus years ago. They're talking about who are people who are born different from other people that's straight there um yeah. no hiding it's it's clear and it's in the book um and i think there have always been gender issues in in some subcultures within cultures um homosexuality was accepted hundreds of years ago but only in the mainstream culture has it become something we talk about openly in, in modern society. Like the Greeks the last... were yeah, by as fuck. they were at it like. <laughs> Orgies <rabbit>. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, they, they used to say, there was a phrase, and I can't remember exactly what the phrase is, so I'm going to absolutely kill it now by trying to pretend I know what okay. it is. <laughs> and it, it's something like, um, you, you, your man's for sex and your woman's for babies. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was a, I mean, we're talking about a um, 2,000 plus year old way of looking at things. Um, yes. And it's, you, 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 you can't have babies with men. It doesn't work like that. So well, you'd have your family. Yeah. Sorry? Cisgender man. What's that? A, a man who identifies as a man and is born biologically a man. I don't know why we've gone down this thing. I think for Neither me. do I. <laughs> I think, I think for me what it is is um, there are two completely separate conversations to be had around me and you and our relationship and our understanding of each other and where we're at. Mm -hmm. One is about what we think is between us 
the right thing or the appropriate thing or an understanding yeah. of what's acceptable. And the other is about understanding what it means. I would stand up in front of anybody that was to shout at you or decry you or call your names or whatever around. You know, they'd, they'd have to come through me. Although Unless I'd be it was about veganism. No, no, I'd, I'd stamp you on that as well. I'd just, the reality you're the first you're probably, person to make sausage jokes when you visit work. Yeah, no. <laughs> the reality is, I also, it's, it's about defending your right to be who you are. You, no, I know. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I have a problem with understanding it, and I have a problem with the expectation of minority groups expecting the rest of the world to keep up with other people's way of thinking. And I don't think we should change society because a group in society thinks something's unfair. The whole world is unfair. Yeah, but we shouldn't worry about... I mean, I... I'm coming at a different angle. Like, why shouldn't we change society to at least try and make it more fair? Like, we're never going to get fully there, but why the hell shouldn't we try? Why shouldn't we try to tackle the problem that one in five, a disproportionately large number, one in five of adult LGBTQ plus members live in poverty in in the States, just as an example, just uh, which is a large proportion of the average average people. Why should we uh, overlook the fact that a disproportionately large number of black Americans and English people are incarcerated for crimes that would have gone unpunished for a white person? Like the, these are things for minority groups, as we say, that, yeah, sure. I mean, society works at large for, for most people, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't change it to work for more people. Does that make sense? It sort of does, but the problem is when we use the word minority, and I know I used it earlier on. Yeah, that's the only reason um, I used it. When talking about things like transgender and sexuality and what have you, those are minority issues. When you're talking about black people, they're not a minority. They're only a minority in this country. They are in this country. In certain parts of the world, they're the majority. And in the world as a whole, it's, I think it was, it, it probably still is asian folk are uh, the majority statistically people if we had a superhero in the yeah. world they would be either asian or indian yeah. yeah and i think i think that's 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 just because most the way of the us world are asian is. or indian yeah I, I think the the xenophobia of wanting to belong to a a group comes largely from fear it comes from fear of other it comes from fear of, am I going to lose my rights? Uh, it's safety, isn't it? Can have safety theirs. in numbers. Yeah, yeah, it is. I feel, I feel uh, a lot of the time I feel more safe with other LGBT members than I do with mainstream members. And that's not just said the whole case. It's not saying I don't feel safe with you at all because there are exceptions as well. But you just you feel safer with people in your box. And that's not, but I still believe we should be open to learning about the other boxes. Open to, open to, yes, I agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) Just don't think it should be in whatever box you want. (laughs) Well, learning should be compulsory, but that's what brings the openness. Ignorance is born of, or hatred is born of ignorance. Anyway, have you got any more questions? Because that got weird. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of editing I need to do there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Just cut all the ba- cut out all the bits with me, and you'll be fine. Um, I just, um, yeah, I think I want you to feel as though I fully accept you, even though I don't understand you. I do. I I don't I know agree that you don't understand me at all. I, I don't, don't yeah, but you never have. No. <laughs> Before it was about sexuality or or gender, which I, I by the way, will just make clear is not a, a choice thing. It's just expression is a choice. Yeah. Um, but like, it's not. I don't. I don't. At least in my adult life, I've never not felt loved, and it's fine. And you're okay not to understand. It. It's why when. <laughs> it's, it's why with the pronouns I've given you and mum a free pass mum specifically because it would be unfair at this point with her uh, uh, dementia to try and teach her a, a new thing like I know she loves me and that's all I need from mum and with you I need you just to focus on you and mum like it's not a problem because I know you still love me it's it's everyone else that I, I pull up and it's not about being annoyed by it or anything I think people are scared when they get it wrong and I say they when they say he and they're like oh shit I'm so sorry it's like no don't be sorry it's just fine it's just about building a habit and stuff but... see if that's if that's the reaction I don't mind it's when we tell people how they should address us like it's wrong if they don't well, it is just—it's just rude. It's—it's it's about etiquette, isn't it? If I, don't I think if it is I it is if I continually called you Susan, it would get frustrating and annoy you because I'm not respecting that that's not your name. You've been given a name for a reason. You own that name. You used that to sense? call me. You used to call me mate. Yeah, I know. and you knew it. <laughs> how knew much it, did it wind you? Exactly. How much did it wind you up? Because you didn't like it. Didn't even identify with because it. Because that's the that, irony. Obviously, is that since then I do consider you a mate, whether or not I yeah. call you mate or not. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you see, the reason you were doing it—that's the issue. It's not yeah, how you address somebody; it's the reason you address them in that way. But that's—that's that's why I'd say, "Don't be sorry. It's okay as long as you try. That's fine." Nathan at work, bless him, is—he's so supportive, but he gets it wrong so much. <laughs> he's so uh, funny. I'm not and it, surprised. But, yeah, the funniest thing he said is—is, um, is, oh yeah, he's—he's they, or he's gender fluid. Oh, and it's, like, <laughs> it's such a self-defeated sen- sentence and he's like oh shit sorry i'll get it i'll get oh, it it's like, i know you will and i only pull him up because it's just about building the pattern but i'm not ever offended by it because i know he's not doing it maliciously he's not doing it to wind me up like i did with mate with you but i mean yeah. kids wind their parents up and i've apologized since for that and have you not done it um yeah i think it's that yeah i think it's what's behind something that matters if you're trying yeah, to make somebody feel small... Intent is not everything, but it is massively important. I, I, I think it's closer to everything than it is to anything else. And Because, um, for instance, um, it's really interesting that when you were talking about it just then, you were saying, Nathan, at work, he this, he that, he the other. He identifies as a man, yeah. Yeah, but it's natural for you to use the he. Yeah, which is so. Why yeah, don't you use the they or whatever to everybody? Why is it not? If if you're really going because to because it's be, not important. Yeah, but it's not important to everybody because some people identify as a man or a woman, and that makes them happy and comfortable. Which is why I identify as they because it makes me happy and comfortable. It feels right, and I'm not going to push something on them. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think that's what you're asking. I don't think that's what you're asking or what you're asking of others. I think what you're asking is of others to change, to accept you the way you are, 
without mm. accepting them the way they are. No, I accept if, them. Well, not if they use the wrong word. Yeah, they have they have the right to use the wrong word. Well, they're not doing nothing it deliberately. Lo- it's normal to talk like that. It's not we're normal. Agree- to we're talk doing this thing way. where we argue, but we're agreeing on the fucking thing. We're arguing the same thing, Dad. Are we? Yes. <laughs> it's fine. I don't. I'm not upset when people get it wrong. All I all I care about is the effort. If you put the effort in, if you at least try and get it right, it's not a problem. And it and I've got. As much like someone's got as much right to call me he and him and his as they want, but if they do that knowing that I've asked for something else and that makes me uncomfortable, then that's not someone I want to associate with, and I can cut them out. It's not a problem. I have as much right to do that as they do that. But there's they have a right to do what they want, but there's always consequences to actions. Why why would I knowingly associate with someone who is spitefully and deliberately going against something no you shouldn't you should exactly no matter what it is even if whether it's pronouns or it fits but you're assuming spite allergic friend peanuts yeah but you're assuming spite what if it's just actually um we had this discussion on another episode briefly Why, why do i have a problem with calling you um my child rather than my son, son. or yeah. whatever. Um, well, actually, I know I can't explain why it's important to me, but it is. And I've talked. This is, but this is the thing. I've given you a free pass. I'm not. Yeah, mad yeah, but at that's me. That. But what about all the other human beings in the world who actually I'm nobody you else's, care about? I'm nobody else's child, so it's not a problem. <sighs> but you're their brother or sister or whatever. Sibling, then... you have no idea how easy someone's found it. He's got it one wrong maybe once. Sibling, they, theirs, all the time. It's like it's, it was just like a switch flick. It's like, oh, okay, still loves me. We still piss around exactly the same. Take the piss out of each other and Helen. <laughs> Sarah's taking a bit longer, but we've got loads of distance there. She doesn't see me all the time, but she still asks questions and communicates. It's not a problem. I've never, I've, I've never had a problem with it. Okay. The most important thing for you, I imagine, is that I'm safe and I'm happy. Right? It is, yeah. And I'm both safe and happy. Yeah. And cute as hell. (laughs) And vain as... Oops. (laughs) (laughs) That word didn't come out my mouth. Just sort of loitered a bit. Yeah, okay. We spent quite a long time we have, on that. Sorry about We're that. almost an hour long. I might end up being this being a two-parter. I've no idea. <laughs> have you got any other questions you'd like to ask on the body? Um, when you look at me mm. and you know from previous episodes that having children wasn't part of my plan. Yeah. And you see me as a parent. Mm-hmm. Does it put you off being a parent? No. Then why don't I want kids? Is that the question? I think it sort of is, but it's not anybody else's right to decide, but yours. Yeah, of course. But you're allowed to have your feelings on that are valid. You're allowed to be, as long as you're not disappointed in me, I don't think you are, but you're allowed to be disappointed by the fact that I'm not likely to give you grandkids. That's okay. I'm not going to take that away from you. 
you'll almost certainly have them from Sam and Helen. And um, I imagine quite a lot of them, which is going to be frustrating, but hey ho, that's fine. Um, you've ob- we've obviously like we'll adopted have to have that almost... talk again, won't we? <laughs> I tried to have that talk with him. It went, it completely backfired on me. I won't go into it on the podcast. <laughs> Probably just as well. Yeah, um, we've 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 sort of adopted Sarah's partner and his little girl. Yeah, um, as part of the family, and so there's the sort of like gone kids there. And I understand that some parents find it or it's more important to them to have grandkids than others. But like, I'm, I'm never going to feel pressured by, by anybody to have kids because that would be an awful way to bring someone into the world. It's just and, the wrong motive. Exactly. And I'm open to the fact that it might change. Um, in my current relationship, my partner doesn't want kids. Um, I'm more open to having kids than they are, but I'm not like, it's not my plan. It's just more like if it happened, I would embrace it. And I think I'd be a bloody good parent but it's not something I'm planning. It wasn't part of your plan. You've got three of us. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't ever want you to feel like your feelings of disappointment in that subject are invalid. You're allowed to have that. That's okay. Because I know you're not going to push that onto me. I just feel we're losing a lot at the moment. I know. And I'd, it, we are. And I don't envy you in the fact that you're sort of there on the front lines every day. Obviously, I'm going to get a bit more of that as you move it back in with me. And I'm going to be faced with it a bit more. I imagine that's going to be really emotionally difficult. But we'll get we'll get through it. Um, and yeah, of course, we're losing a lot. Mum is a huge part of all of our lives. She's the reason we're all together. And to watch what's happening is is fucking evil. She called, me still... this... she called me mum this morning. She called you mum? Yeah, so on your gender things, you know. Just... <laughs> it's because you've shaved. She, she's, <laughs> she's such a good person. <laughs> she called me mum. <laughs> I said I told her I took it as a compliment because her mum was one hell of a person. Yeah, she was awesome. Um, so I'll, I'll take that as a compliment, but don't do it again, otherwise I'll punch you. <laughs> she knows i won't yeah i could hope so she's had 28 years of marriage to know i've not done it once yeah she's cool which is funny because she's hit me twice and is thrown she? pots at me yes oh, <laughs> i yeah. didn't know that yeah. she's never hit me but no. she has poured strawberry milk over my head you were asking for it mm. And, and threw I me would, in the shower with my had, clothes on after. Had that. I been there, I would have fully supported it, you little. <laughs> the thing is, as I imagine, if I'd have watched that back as a, like a TV show or something, I'd probably laughed as well. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. If it's I was somebody being else, this is yeah. this is the thing. No, well, if it's I'm sure else, I was being a dick because to make Mum get to that stage, Mum being such a a cool, collected, and timid person, it's like I must have been an absolute wanker. <laughs> I think, yeah, Mum's not timid though. <laughs> Your mum's not timid. You reckon? Um, yeah, when she was at Bible college, she went to the head of the college to complain about one of the lecturers for being boring. <laughs> and you don't do that if you're timid. No, all right, fair enough. She's, she's quiet. She's quiet. She is quiet. Yeah. When we were at Burton Road Methodist Church, I spoke a lot. And occasionally people listened to it and remembered some of it. When mum spoke, when everybody mum spoke, listened. 
everyone listened. It's, a, it's I see it with jokes. You make jokes all the time, oh, and every so once in a blue moon, I laugh. <laughs> Whereas Mum almost never makes a joke. Like maybe once every year or two, but when she drops that bomb, like just it's the funniest thing. <laughs> she's just hilarious. <laughs> but she's like, I'm gonna treat you little and. Uh, it's just quality over quantity. Yes, absolutely. Whereas I'm quantity over quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I like you. I like your humour. Unfortunately, I've inherited it. But yeah, you're not so allowed not to been... until you've got at least one child that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very safe. What about you, Alice? Have you got any questions for Have you us? been safe, Alice? Sorry, oh, don't ask what he was going on to say. Sorry, Alice. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not my That's place. That's the inappropriate kind that I was talking about earlier. Uh, That's a uh, uh, Sorry about that. Okay. Um, first of all, I just want to ask you both. Um, beforehand, this was going to be more di- directed to you, Peter, but that was only because... Obviously, you and I, Josh, we've had so many conversations about this, about long answer. And yeah. I mean, this was months ago. So we kind of both knew the structure and how we wanted it to go. But as I mean, this podcast has been crazy, right? Like <laughs> we just yeah. go off topic all the time. Um, cray cray. Cray cray. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Where did you get that phrase? 2006. Telly. <laughs> okay, I'm just thinking, I'm just like visioning the Instagram. We need a picture of you, Peter, with the hashtag cray cray. <laughs> yes, I'm here for that. Um, but first of all, I just want to ask you both. Um, was this the whole podcast itself? Was it what you expected? Like, yeah, go back from the beginning, like before even the first episode and then to like where we are now has it been like what you expected or has it just been completely different i think it's largely been as i expected it because actually no matter what josh says (laughs) we do talk um, yeah and we talk openly on the phone um with great regularity about feelings and stuff Mm -hmm. that's going on we're quite we're quite real with each (laughs) other and josh also knows that no matter how I struggle with my understanding of certain things, he knows that everything he's come to us with, we've accepted him in love. Um, And then we try and work out what the hell any of it means afterwards. But the reality is we, we accept him in love. Um, And so I expected that to be largely, I didn't expect me to be quite so open with my confusion I think you've made me feel safe enough to be awkward and clumsy in conversation. If there's anyone you should be allowed to be, it's your family. Yeah, I know, but it isn't just my family. It's a podcast and uh, (laughs) your name's associated to it. And um, it's, yeah, there are some... Well, if anybody has an issue with the way you address me or talk to me or pronoun me, send them my way. Yeah, it's all right. They get the 
back end of me anyway. So it's <laughs> so I might not I might not understand I might not understand you, but I still defend you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What what was the, the quote you always used to use? Like, um, even if I I might disagree with you, I hate what you're saying, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Yeah. It's, um, it, was, it wasn't a clever me comment. Some, no, it's, else said it's something it you've quoted from me. someone else. Yeah. Yes. Um, I. The thing is, is like obviously, like with you said, Al, I've been planning this with you for a long, yeah. long time, and it, it's been in my notes as an idea for about two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I was interested in doing, um, and it is. I should have expected it to go off the rails a bit, <laughs> as it has done more than I did. But I've really enjoyed that aspect of it. And the long answer makes total sense as a, as a name. Because <laughs> I've um, my job recently has been to go back to, through the episodes and make notes on roughly what's happening. So I, I know what to clip for, for promotional stuff or um, Instagram posts, those sorts yeah. of things. Um, <laughs> some of the lists, like the train of thought is just like, what? How? how did we get from gender to turkey porn and and <laughs> and from childhood to ghost busting it's 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 really so it's some of the meanders have been really interesting but i've really genuinely enjoyed those weird conversations and having the opportunity for not just the listeners listening to this but to have you i'll sit on in it and 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 so i know i'm not mental like someone can witness what happens when two reasons talk to each other and, it, and we're like what the fuck is going on <laughs> to be honest most of the time i do feel like that but I, I'm, I'm here for it i love it yeah. it's the highlight of my week when we record yeah. these episodes it's great i've i've really thoroughly enjoyed it i'm gonna miss it not that we're not gonna carry on talking obviously but I just have to get you on a group call out for all time's sake. But I'm definitely going to pray for your week if this is the highlight of it. <laughs> I mean, we've been in lockdown for like a year. Yeah, fair, fair dues. Yeah. yeah, nothing else matters. I used to like hang out with friends and see Rose and get to the cinema. And now I wake up at two in the morning to argue with strangers on the internet about what the best kind of bread is. It's just what life is yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting that you argue about what the best kind of bread is. Surely the best kind of bread is the bread you like. And yeah, it was too early in the morning. See, for them, they're in Florida. So for them, it was like, what, 10 at night? But it was two in the morning for me. Yeah. Um, Or three, whatever it was. So it was like my thought processes were uh, somewhat impeded. I like a world of multiple breads. I love it when they bring around a bread basket and it's got loads of different types of bread. That works for me. Um, and I might take a different one each time. Just See, again, this is like the that. thing. We're, we're talking about podcast expectations and now we're on bread. So probably probably ask the next question now before we get to a trip. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Have you learned anything about yourself during this um, experience? Anything new that you didn't know before? Is this for me or for both of Uh, us? For both of you, yeah. Okay, your turn to go first, Josh. Oh, God. Um... I mean, it could be the smallest of things. It doesn't have to be like you've learned that. I don't know. I don't know that I have. Okay, should we switch it? What have you learned about the other person? That he's a ghostbuster. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that one took me by surprise. Um, 
I tell you what I have learned, and it's not about myself. Okay. Um, but one of the earlier episodes, Dad, you started talking about mum in the context of mum being your best friend and your wife and your partner. And I've heard very little about mum as her own person and as a partner and a friend. It's, she's always been mum and a mum. And it's a very different context to look at someone. And um, it sort of made me a little sad that I never got to know that side of her very well. But it's been I've been really happy to learn about that side of mum through these conversations. And it's one of my favourite episodes, actually, because it just it was the cutest fucking thing. Honestly, it was was absolutely adorable um, and heartbreaking and inspiring. And it was uh, that was one of my favourites. I think that was I love that. That's learning about mum like that. Yeah, I've not told many people this, but when I first got the call to ministry, Mm-hmm. I thought it was wrong. I thought it should be your mum. Okay. She's got more spirituality in her big toe than I've got in my entire body. She has a closer walk with God than, uh, well, anybody I know. She leads worship in a way that even if you're not a Christian, if you're not moved by it, you probably died sometime before you walked in. Um, just beautiful. Um, and I think she travelled all over before we got together and before you guys came on the scene. So you didn't see any of that side of her. Mm-hmm. Um, she worked in Moss Side for a short while. Can you imagine being uh, uh, an evangelist in Moss Side in Manchester? Um, so she, she would go around talking to people about the love of God and Jesus um, on the streets of Moss Side, which is quite a quite a place or it certainly mm-hmm. was back then um so yeah she's um she's an incredible person and um i think one of the things i'm realizing is that i talk about jesus being my rock and he is but i think i've allowed your mum to be too much my rock and now she's being taken away from me. I'm coming genuinely unstuck mm-hmm. in every area of my life, including my faith life. I'm yeah. just about managing to hold on to bits of it. But I'm really struggling with aspects because I need her. And yeah. I don't know how I'm going to manage. It's difficult enough. Sorry. That's no, okay. It's difficult enough managing to be a carer and be taken out of my work and all that sort of stuff and not be able to respond to family issues and things like that and be a bit stuck. That's hard Mm -hmm. enough. I can't imagine. I can't imagine and I don't want to imagine. So, yeah. Anyway, there we go. But... uh, and I've had to be open with God about that and talk. Yeah. Talk to her about that. It's important to be real about it. Because there's there's no You're hiding. just gonna pass by that. You're just gonna pass what? by that. I deliberately put that in for you. Why? What have I missed? Oh god, he doesn't listen, does he? <laughs> At least tell him what you missed. I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm confused. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> what have right. you missed? Both of you, need, 
both of you need to learn to work on your uh, listening skills. Uh, I said to you, you know, I'm I'm having to talk to God about it and, and listen to oh. her about it. I thought you meant mum. No. Right, okay. That's just how you... you yeah, right, okay, yeah. God is a woman. God, God is right, neither okay. male nor female, but spirit. Oh, yeah, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, now Alice and I have come out of this as sexist, so fuck us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just swearist. I hate swearing. Yeah, <laughs> I so really I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I do it, but you know, usually when I do it, it's because I've stubbed my toe. No, usually you do it for a joke. Yeah, yeah. I have occasionally <laughs> dropped one and dropped a, a a rude word bomb into a conversation just to. Uh, it's very funny when you do it in church, but let's not go there. Um, <laughs> Still going to offer mum that money. It's going to go up every time I see her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. Is that all your questions then? Um, I have got a few more. Oh, go for it. I think I just want to know because um, what has like what's been your favourite episode or have you got a standout moment? Because I know for <laughs> mine, I can't remember which episode it was, but you, you remember the episode where we... It was just the weirdest thing ever. The one with the turkey porn and <laughs> yeah, that has to be my favorite episode. Any time I listen to it, I just listen to it back. I'm like, what? What the hell? Yeah, but, well, sorry about that. But um, I also feel like there are going to be some people listening to this that perhaps they have a complicated relationship with a parent, or perhaps they're facing a different issue. But it's one of those episodes where you listen to it and you come away. And nothing else matters. You just, it just makes you feel really good. And it's just a load oh, of fun. Yeah. So that's probably I'm my favourite episode. Um, yeah. So what's yours or what, what's your standout moment from? I have a standout moment. Yeah. Um, and I have, to, I have to take myself out of the situation because obviously I was in trouble at the time. <laughs> but objectively speaking, I think the funniest thing is when I didn't realise dad didn't know about the racing wheel. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. It, for me, it's it you, Alice. It's your reaction with a oh god <laughs> when yeah. you see what's about to happen. <laughs> that for me was my favourite. Seems like a lifetime ago. I don't. Well, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dad? I don't. I don't think I've got a favourite episode or even a. St- particularly standout bit i've really enjoyed listening to both of you and um there's been sometimes people are difficult to read and just occasionally when i've been talking about my understanding of faith and god um that it's felt like you've been actually listening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right rather than oh is this going to end um, <laughs> okay and I, I think it's partly because i think you you certainly josh knows this about me i hope alice is learning it about me is it's it's not an add-on it's it's who i am i yeah, don't it's very much a part of you do religion I'm. I really don't do religion. Religion does me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't even let it do me. But I think it's. I think it's. I try and keep it real, 
And I think if faith isn't real, then it's not faith because it's a delusion. It's a way mm. of making yourself feel comfortable about the awful life we live. Whereas true faith is me being able to God and shout at him. Yeah. And know that he's listening to that. Not just think he's listening to that, but know that he's listening to that because he tells me he's listening to that. I told mm. you that story about the shouting on the beach, didn't I? Yeah. So if you if you listen to that episode, that, that says a lot about the reality of the incredible broadness of of God's love for all of us, not just for me, for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think I've I've enjoyed. I don't think I've gone on too long about it most of the time. But I think I've, <laughs> uh, and I'm ashamed of myself on one particular occasion where I apologised for it, which I don't because it's me. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's I've I've enjoyed. Not that I only enjoy talking about my faith, but it's just uh, it's really interesting when young people listen and. Um, are asking themselves questions about what they take seriously about what you say. And that's all I want. I don't, I don't need you to come and ask me questions, although that would be great fun too. Um, but it's it's just that sort of allowing something to stand as a question. Yeah. And make you think about what life is. Anyway. Well, like I said at the beginning of this process, when I was trying to coerce you into the project, as you said earlier, like I, I felt it was imp- I think the best way to get you on board was to make sure that you knew that all of you is fine. Like, because I know sometimes that we make jokes about you being sick of me talking about broccoli and me being sick of you talking about Jesus. Um, And I didn't want that to be part of this. I wanted you to be able to be comfortable and open because that's how I would get the best answers out of you. And I've really enjoyed those conversations. And I think there's a really theological point to be made about that in the um, fact that you equated Jesus with broccoli. And both, pretty good. Of them, both of them are real. So there, there we go. <laughs> Not everybody loves them. You eat them on Sundays. Real. Yeah, yeah. If I have to. <laughs> Okie dokie. You take care. Uh, wait, wait, sure wait. What? The, what? <laughs> what? You yeah, know, what the this is your. This is no. Oh, what are you on about? I've got a life, what? you know. No, well, I haven't. That's not true. I haven't got a life. <laughs> well, well, hold your horses because we're not done just yet. Oh come <laughs> on! Uh, hey, we sat through a four-minute joke at the beginning of this podcast. You can stay to finish this series properly. Okay. Alice, if you on that note, have you got any more questions for us? Um. Or do you feel embarrassed asking them now that Dad's pressured you into finishing? No, to be honest, my last question before he <laughs> rudely left. No, I'm joking. Um, it was just going to be that. How would you both feel? Obviously, it depends on the circumstances at the time. But mm-hmm. how would you feel about doing the long answer a year on? So in around a year's time, we we come back, we sit down and we do like a, refre- a refresher episode because I think... From this time last year, how much has changed? Yeah, a huge amount. Like, this, the past year has been crazy. So I have no clue where I'm going to be this time next year, and I'm sure you yeah. both don't. So how would you both feel about maybe as doing... As long as we can, I'm absolutely open to yeah. that. I'm a bit closed off about it. No, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same time as next year. We go, we go for balance. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 
Um, cool. Oh, that's exciting. It's going to be interesting, largely because by then we'll have lived together again for nine months. Yeah, we might not be friends anymore. Oh, <laughs> no. Josh, Josh might actually have a tin hat on by the time we do our next episode. So I don't know. We'll try our best. Yeah, that's not a problem. It was interesting that you mentioned earlier on that we were coming back to live with you. I thought that was what, You're the ones that are moving. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's absolutely... I recognise it's your house, but I yeah. just stay in put. <laughs> and I just say, you have not recognised it's our house for about 20 years, but let's, let's just... Your house, on. my home. We've yeah. had that conversation yeah, a long did. time. We did. Well, before, before we wrap up for potentially the last time... Um, we did talk about, obviously, at the beginning of these podcasts, potentially doing dad jokes through each episode. Never got round to it because you know what we're like. We got off on all sorts of weird answers. Um, dad, you've you've had your chance with your dad jokes. You being the dad of the podcast, you got to go first. Alice, have you got any good dad jokes for us? Um, I don't know if they're good because I've been stuck with my... <laughs> That's the point of them, though, right? I know, right? but <laughs> I've been stuck with my partner for the... God knows how long. Stuck with. Yeah, I mean, it's getting to that point now. But um, <laughs> and when I, I said to him the other day about that we was doing this segment, and I was like, "Have you got any good dad jokes?" And all I've heard ever since <laughs> has been really shit dad jokes. <laughs> um, so I'll start. I'll start off with the first one. It's a bit of a story, but this this joke wasn't directed at me. He's been saying it to like anyone that he speaks to so obviously right. we're in lockdown free again mm-hmm. and my partner is he's one of those um guys that will get their hair done at the barbers like every couple of weeks he has to look prim and proper really groomed so it got to the point where he's like right this is it my hair i need it cut which means what does that mean oh that means alice <laughs> needs to get the clippers out you couldn't pay me enough in the world <laughs> I'll send you some pictures. I I'm not that bad. It looks okay. pretty good. But um so we bought some new clippers. That's fine. It took me a few hours because I was like so scared of messing it up. And I yeah. thought, okay, I'm just gonna take off like a few inches at a time and I'm gonna slowly work it up because if I go straight to the top and try and fade it in, I if I fuck it up straight away, well that's it. Yeah. There's no <laughs> going back. back. <laughs> and I don't think he would appreciate having a full shaved head. So we get to the end of it anyway, and it's fine. It doesn't look too bad. I mean, he looks a little bit like a mushroom, but we can we can see past it. He's not going out. There's nowhere where yeah, yeah, there's nowhere you to know. see him. Although he is he is on a work call right now, and I didn't realise that he that he would be on a work call, so he's kind of like got a hat on, just <laughs> hiding from the camera. Um, but anyway, uh, let me get to the point of the story. Because I'm turning into the long answer now. God, what are you doing to me? Spent too long with the Reists. Yeah, I have. Um, and he's been FaceTiming his friends, just having cat, having a catch up and stuff. And every time they say, oh, "Have you had a haircut?" He always responds with the same thing. He goes, "No, I've had them all cut." And oh, he thinks <laughs> he thinks the, he's the funniest one yeah, in the world. And I just sit in the background, rolling my eyes, and I'm just like, you know, <laughs> "Why am I with you?" Are you, are you sure he's not got kids somewhere? Because that's a proper dad joke. I like that. That's really good. Well, I hope he doesn't. But <laughs> <laughs> not told you of anything. Well, yeah, not what I know of, but who knows? 
Um, and the only other one that he's been saying a lot, I've wrote it down on my phone because this was uh, this was the last one where all of them that he's been saying, I've just kind of been like, oh, just just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough now. Just leave me alone. I just want to watch TV in peace. Just, you know. <laughs> And the last one caught me off guard, and I have to admit, I did laugh at it, but it it is pretty dire. Okay. Um, okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. I have no idea. What do you call a fake noodle? <laughs> An impasta. Oh, for God's sake. It's so bad, but by that point, <laughs> I think I just had enough, so I just laughed like, yeah. That is a proper dad joke. That is a da- that, yeah, it is. That is proper bad. Well so, done. God knows when. <laughs> if if we can and when we do have kids, who knows? But yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> well, yeah. No, that's a sign of survival. It's great. It's good. Yeah. I feel like I've got a lot to live up for to now because that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> like, I'm not sure about these. I'm going to whittle them down and tell you. The, the ones that made me laugh the hardest. Okay. Although he's what, been on the internet looking for them, so that's cheating. Well, some of these are my own, some of or ones that I know I've told before, not that I've come up with them. Some of them I've found on TikTok. Um, what is a non-binary person's favourite drink? I think I've already told Al this one. Oh, yeah, I know this one. Gender fluid. That face was, was worth it. Oh, Actually, this is, I wish we had video. I think gender fluid just as a drink is just actually no. Don't yeah, don't think too much into it. No. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, you know, in between lockdowns, um, where you could actually do stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I just I just wanted something new, so I went to buy some uh, camouflage trousers. It's not something I'm used to wearing, but I couldn't find them anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's a thinker. Uh, Ars hasn't got there yet. I don't know. Or maybe she just hates it. Oh, is this the No, I've heard, I've heard this one this past week. So. Oh, sorry. Jeez. I'm just um, done with it. I've got two more, two more quick ones, and then I've got two from when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then we'll end. When does a dad joke, or when does a joke become a dad joke? When the punchline is apparent. Oh, and there, yeah, I got a laugh from both of you on that no, one. I like that one. That's very good. <laughs> That's pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, this is my favourite from these ones I've selected. Um, what was Beethoven's favourite fruit? A banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, just, I, I find these funnier than anybody else. Okay, last two. <laughs> oh, it's more. Last, I know, I know. And then we'll end because I'll let you go. I know we've been at this for a long time. I just don't want it to end. Um, Dad, you're not allowed to react to this one because this is for Al because I've already told you this because these are, uh, I bet, you know, when you're a kid and you grow up like trying to figure out humor and jokes and stuff, um, you, you don't always get it right in, but you find something that works. And there were these two jokes that I would always tell. Um, so here, here they are for you. Okay. But I, bear in mind, I was a kid. <laughs> so maybe an anti-joke, I don't know. So school holidays, three kids are uh, just playing around um, and they come past a, a big mud, muddy puddle um, on a construction site. And the kids, so just going to play around. It's not bad. It's rain, raining. Let's have a game. So throw a brick up into the air and whoever flo- uh, gets it highest wins. How do you tell it gets highest? Well, the further it sinks into the ground, 
the higher it's got. So the first kid picks up a brick, winds up, throws it in the air, it comes down an inch into the mud. That's pretty good. Inch, I mean, it's it's a brick, but it's still quite hard to get into mud. Mm. Second guy is like, yeah, okay, I can I can beat that. Winds up, throws his brick in the air, comes down three inches into the mud. That's impressive. So the third guy's going like, no, no, I'm the strong one of the group. I've got this. So he picks up the brick, winds up, winds his arm, and he flubs it into the air. And it doesn't come down. Now, the second joke that I used to tell people <laughs> as a kid that I thought was hilarious, because I'm an idiot. Uh, there's a, a woman uh, going to visit her mom for Mother's Day, um, but she's got to take a flight to do it. And she wants to take the family pet parrot because her mom loves it so much. Uh, but she's not very well off. So she has to buy like a ticket on like, the, you know, the, the no pets, no, uh, no smoking sort of airlines. So she's like, it's fine. I'll give them some crackers and I'll, I'll pop them under my coat. It won't be a problem. No one will know. She gets through security. It's not a problem. She sits on the flight um, and it's all good. Uh, the pilot comes down to do the check once they're at uh, sort of cruising altitude, make sure everything's fine, comes to the woman's like, hello, ma'am, is uh, everything okay with the flight? And she's like, yeah, no, it's fine. And he goes, it's like, wait, what What was that? Like, uh, nothing. He's like, rips open the coat and he's like, you've got, you've got a parrot. And he grabs the parrot and he's like, you're not allowed to have this parrot on this flight. Uh, she notices he's smoking a big fat cigar. So she's 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 furious at this point. She's got a parrot stolen off her. So she grabs the cigar out of his mouth and, he, and she's like, you're not allowed to smoke this on this flight. And they're at stalemate. And he's like, furious because that cigar was expensive. So he opens the window and he lobs the parrot out of the window. He's like, no parrots. And she goes, fine. Lobs the cigar out the window. No smoking. And she sits in the seat seething. And he's like, Argh! He storms back off to the cabin, absolutely fuming. And he's just muttering to himself and the co-pilot has no idea what's going on. He's just sat there in the, in the pilot seat going, it's, it's my cigar. And here's a... Probably want a cracker. At the window and he's like, what? He turns and he sees the parrot at the window and guess what it's got in its mouth? The cigar. No, the brick. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Long Answer. It has been a weird and wonderful miniseries. Um, if you like it, I mean, you know what to do. Give it a like, give it a subscribe, write us a review. They do mean a lot to us. Um, and uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to We'd love to know your opinion on each episode. So honestly, it, it has... And thank you, you guys, for taking the time. I know, Dad, sometimes it's been difficult to get a time slot to, to talk. And to Alice, thank you so much for, for making this work. Although the real work starts now that we're finished recording it really does so, yeah thanks for sticking around on that one um anything you guys would like to say to the listeners before we go if you got to this stage <laughs> you're, you're you're our kind of weirdo so yeah thank you thank you for joining us and uh, bless you the long answer is a Greenwall audio production edited by josh reist and produced by alice leonard if you like this episode, please do rate and share it because uh, it honestly does make a world of difference to us. And for more episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. <laughs>